0: This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm with you. Thank Uh you. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. (laughs) From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us on the podcast once again today. Jeff Ash joining us. From the road, as he is wont to do, as uh, Jeff is uh, busy traveling to college athletics in recent years, high school athletics in previous years of the podcast here. And where are you off to today, Lefty?
1: We are on the road to Saint Cloud today. Um, we somehow managed to get the number one seed out of a four-way tie, <laughs> so we're host. We're hosting the uh, six seed. There's six teams in our. I'm still trying to figure it out, Todd, to be 100% honest. But okay. within the conference, there's like divisions. So yep. I would say it's the, the six teams that are in our division of the conference okay. are all playing off to go to the regional. So we have – we're playing early today. I don't know if there was field issues or what, but we play at 10 and 12:30. Um We have a doubleheader. And uh, it's a best of three, I should say. I think if we lose – if we don't win two, then we play tomorrow. Okay. So – so everybody's doing that. The top three seeds are hosting the bottom three, and then from there you move on. And I really don't know when that is or how that looks yet. It's our first year, but yeah, we uh, we're sitting good now, and uh, we got um, Christian Westman. He's a New London Spicer grad, and he will be starting today. And he is one of the top, if not the top, pitcher in the conference. So I'm looking forward to watching him throw.
0: Yeah, the MCAC Conference Tournament, Ridgewater plays in that as well, yeah. and they'll be one of those teams, and you guys are in the same division too, aren't you?
1: We are. Yeah. Uh, we actually we split. Well, everybody seems to split. Obviously, if you have a four-way tie out of six teams, everybody right. split during the year, it seems like. I actually have two nephews that are both starting on the Ridgewater team, so actually the way this is working out, we're hoping to be able to hit the Ridgewater game on the way back because I know my one nephew will be start, starting pitching and the other one starts at short. So we're pulling for them too until we play them, of course.
0: So you're not playing all the teams at one site. Uh, the higher seeds nope. are, are hosting the lower seeds. Is that what you're doing?
1: Correct. Yep, okay, that is right.
0: All right. So uh, what are Brooks' uh, opportunities for playing time here in this series?
1: He is just a pitcher. He just pitched on Wednesday, so we needed to win two games, obviously, to get this number one seed, whether we knew that at the time or not, um, just because it was so jammed up. But he got a win on Wednesday, um, so he pitched five innings on Wednesday and got through it. It wasn't his cleanest outing ever, but he got some nice run support. We hit three home runs in the first three or four innings, so that helped a lot. And he was able to scratch out a win, um, so he won't be available this weekend. And I, like I said, I don't really know when we play again, but he'll be available if needed from there. So, hopefully, he's earning himself a spot to uh, when they need him.
0: Yeah, great. And and he's been a starting pitcher. Then is that right?
1: Yeah, he he pitched in relief just one time, kind of when they were struggling to get games in and their pitchers weren't pitching. You know, and it wasn't. I don't really think that's going to be his role. It seems like starting pitching suits him better. Uh, he can get his brain ready and gets a little time to go. So um, he's he's a starter right now. Been really happy with how he's done, and um, you know he's learning a lot, and just got to keep getting stronger like everybody needs to at that age.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so good luck. Uh, yeah, hopefully, it's a couple of wins coming your way today. Do you know who you play today? Best out of three.
1: We play uh, Fergus, and they're okay. called M State, I think. Yeah, M so State you have Fer- Fergus Falls Community College. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yep. we actually split with them. I mean, they're the bottom team, but again, one thing I've learned this year is these. Teams are all one hit, one error, you know, one one bad inning away from each other. There's no like, oh, we got to play them. They're just dominating. But having our pitcher today, uh, Lesman, gives us a huge leg up. He's he's just solid. He actually just threw a no hitter on Sunday against Alec, one of the top teams. So he's legit.
0: Yeah, uh, he uh, the... pitches
1: for the Wilmer Town team. So in wow. the summer.
0: Great. Yep, I know the yep. name. That's for sure. I, I called his games yep. in high school. I know of who you speak. Yep. That's for sure. Hey, uh, <laughs> so so you mentioned Saint Cloud and Ridgewater. They were two, and Alexandria the other. Uh, and you, know, you guys all finished six and four. So it must have been kind of quite a complicated tiebreaker uh, that <laughs> you guys wind up as the number one.
1: Yeah, I am interested to find that out actually today, just because I love the stats part of it. I'm just curious what the actual tiebreaker was because. Um, we split literally with everybody. It seemed like we did sweep on on Wednesday, but I just I'm not sure what the tiebreaker was. I guess if it yeah. was you know like runs or what. So I'm kind of curious what that was. Um, and yeah, you know the the season has been so messed up. I think we lost like 15 games from our season just because of the weather.
0: So, really? Wow.
1: Um, you're, yeah, you're still trying to figure out. You know, like when you talk about a rotation and who's who, I'm still trying to learn some of the guys' names. You know, we have <laughs> sure normally they're in the 40s and you know as far as how many games they played and i think we're in the 20s only so yeah. from that aspect it's been a little bit challenging for them but it is fun to watch i mean you you love baseball like i do yep. and i uh i just love the energy that they have the chirping from the dugout, and uh there's like i've said on the podcast before there's lots of long hair and guys that think they have mustaches and <laughs> whatever else so it's there's
0: nothing like baseball. Yeah, I'm almost 60 years old. I, I still think I can grow a mustache. <laughs> Once in a while, I really can't. <laughs>
1: so, so. Well, they're coming back, I
0: guess, Todd, so maybe it's time. I, I, I But I've, I've tried to grow a mustache. I had one here about six or seven years ago. It's not really a mustache. It's just kind of a shadow almost, it looks like. <laughs> hey, uh, one other thing that uh, the two of us also uh, have in common is our love for the game of golf. Uh, you got out and played Eagle Creek a little bit at Little Crow, too.
1: Yes, I did. Um, actually I was just, I'm riding here with Carrie and I was telling her yesterday I played with Andy Jacobson, um, and Pete and Scotty Carruthers. So we had a really nice foursome and, uh, Brady Madsen's in town. He was playing with my son, Carter and both and Ethan, his son. So there was a couple groups of guys that we knew really well. And the course is looking great. Uh, Ake and his crew are doing a good job, but I just, I gotta say, what I was telling Carrie is the vibe out there was just so nice. I thought, mm. from you know the the course, the way it was coming along. Obviously, they need a little rain and sun, just like everywhere. But as far as the pro shop, what Snow is doing in there with his staff and just how welcoming it is. I mean, he was he literally, and granted, yes, we're buddies and stuff, but he met us outside. He's talking smack. He's giving me a hard time. He's telling me to go pick up the range, you know, and all kinds of different things. And that we don't need to each have our own carts, and he needs them for other people. And but I appreciate that. I like that. That's the that's what you want when you go there. You want to feel like hey, they know you. That you know you're important to to the club. And but then we went up and ate too, and just what Robbie was doing and the wait staff and stuff. It, would, it just felt really nice. It was the most beautiful day and night. But. I just – I got to commend them on just what it felt like out there to start the season off for – you know, I've been a member out there for a lot of years. I'm a member at Hawk, and I got a lot of friends and and my network and stuff out there too. But it just – it felt nice. It felt different, I would say, and I just feel like they're going in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I played uh, as well on Wednesday – uh, at Eagle Creek and, and uh, I played with Ethan Rue, former Wilmer Cardinal star running back yeah. and thousand yard rusher, quite an athlete, a wrestler, uh, track and field uh, star as well for the team and that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I just, it was kind of spur of the moment so I got a hold of Snow at the pro shop and I said, hey, uh, uh, can you pair me up with somebody? Is there any groups that are less than four where I could jump in because it, it was really busy. Uh, and he said, yeah, I can find somebody, and he put me in with Ethan and a buddy of his who, uh, from college uh, at Ridgewater who um, you know hadn't played much golf uh, in his life, so it was kind of fun. I was able to give his, his buddy, who was a former lineman at Wabasso, uh, a little tip on, on hitting the driver, uh, and, it, and it helped him, but you know how those tips are. They work for a little while. And then they don't work anymore. So, But at least for the rest of the day, uh, it worked for him to hit his drive a little straighter. Uh, So that that was kind of fun. And, and, uh, And yeah, the course in good shape. I enjoyed playing it. Of course, I had just been in Arizona and played where it's hard and fast. All the time, so so I had to get used to the green speed because yeah, at Eagle, it's always a little slower. slower in the spring as well. It should be. You need to get the grass going a little bit before you start cutting it too short and making it faster. So that took me a bit to get used to, but I thought they rolled true. They were just a little slower than, than I had been playing on Us all. But, yeah, a great, great course, and, yeah, we're pulling for Greg to do really well there.
1: Yep, I totally agree.
0: Uh, How was your game then? And, uh, How was your game then? Uh,
1: Well, it depends how you approach it. You know, I'm a sales guy, so I feel like, let's just say I had three birdies on the front, side, And I was telling Pete, Pete didn't show up until the third hole. And I told him, I said, Pete, I basically have birdied 60% of the holes that you've seen. So (laughs) I I did. So, or we could talk about how I had three birdies and still shot 41.
0: Yeah, well, I I had, (laughs) I I had.
1: about presentation i would say yeah. i don't know i yeah. can do so many dumb things out there yeah it's got kind of, i've said it before too i'm like don't give me the birdies if you're going to give me the double bogeys you know it's like i i had um i went from the fairway double bogey on the first hole double bogey the second hole three putted for a bogey on the third hole then i birdie you know so you know what that's like sometimes yes too. i but do i went fun it was I'm, I'm trying to dwell on the birdie parts of it and uh yeah fact that I did hit some good shots there um, and they were actually fairly close so I didn't have to make too long a plus or anything too crazy so yeah yeah that's what I'm going to go with
0: yeah i had three birdies myself on wednesday and shot 83 uh for the round i had two sevens uh as well as well as the three birdies so yeah i was riding that roller coaster I was riding that roller coaster myself uh, on Wednesday and, but you know, pretty happy. I mean, at this point, I'm not really too worried about the score or the result. It's all about the process, right? And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out a swing uh, this year still, let alone worry about whether or not I'm, I'm breaking 80 or not. And sometimes that doesn't happen for me for a little while until I get things figured out.
1: I just can't think, or I just can't believe the thoughts that go through my head from the time that my hands go up to go down. I mean, what is that? Like, a second <laughs> it can't be very long and like even my first shot it was like i rem- i remember topping this 3 wood here and that's exactly what i did on my first my shots in the middle of the fairway on one and it's just like why do you think that that goes back to remember when we were talking about the caddy i think that was last week or that was snow i don't remember but i was talking about i understand this positive thought process with yep. having a caddy you know kind of instilling that in you and um, that last swing thought i I am a mental midget when it comes to some of that. Sometimes I think of the good stuff, too, but yeah. the dumb things I can think of when I bring the club back. And there's not that much time to make it. dumb I know. thought, but I can do it.
0: I can, too. It's strange. <laughs> it's that you only need about five seconds of really strong focus, if that long, and sometimes that can be really hard to accomplish. And then some- I know. Sometimes I'll go into a round thinking, I need to be aggressive today. Well, then I'm over swinging and I'm chunking shots. And other times I need to be relaxed and relaxed. Well, then I start thinning them or whatever. Uh, it needs to be that fine line of aggression and calm at the same time. And that's a tough spot for me to find a lot of times.
1: <laughs> I agree. I do. And some of it's, you know, your group and stuff too. And we had a good group. And I, I should note, because I know we were talking smart about my podcast when we were up on the deck afterwards. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> It was Andy and I were partners, and we did win, um, basically, all because of the last hole. But sometimes that's how it goes. So, um, And Pete still owes me $8, so I hope he listens to this.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he'll pay up. Yeah, you know, I, if, uh, if I had Andy as a partner, I think I'd do better than I normally do anyway, too.
1: Yeah, but he, he's one of those guys I want to play good with, so I don't know if I put a little undue pressure on myself. <laughs> um, I don't get to play with Andy as much um, out there, so... it it was fortunate. Um, I like to do that. Um, They're actually throwing together a, uh, like a little bit of an invite thing out there for, you know, it's kind of the guys that we know, but they sent out this list of like 24 guys. um, And then you're going to seed all the guys and then you're playing two man teams. So it's going to be like a one day thing on a Friday and it's going to be kind of neat that they're doing it out there. I think it'll be a nice little plug too for the course and, get it done in an afternoon um and something that kind of just got sent out on i don't know just last week basically so so that'll that'll be kind of a fun thing too and some of the things that they haven't been doing out there too so yeah um i hope they i hope they have an open mind to try to do some of those things um and still kind of be a you know the kind of club that you want to go to and have supper at the food is excellent out there and uh i just you know again i thought it was just it was a nice first round for me out there. I obviously love snow and I love Aiky, and I just I liked the vibe out there a lot yesterday.
0: Cool, that's great. So we'll look forward to a, a good summer uh, of golf, uh, certainly, and and uh, a good summer of the Twins. They're still 18 and 14 yeah. in first place, the only team above 500 in the American League Central Division. And I saw them stack up the the eight divisions. Uh, in baseball, right, or is there six divisions? Six divisions in baseball. And the American League Central was dead last in terms of overall record. So, again, they have an advantage of playing in a weak division. Hopefully, they can win that and make something happen. But, you know, the lineup isn't exactly scoring a lot of runs, but the pitching has been really pretty good for the Twins.
1: Yeah, pitching has been great. Um, and I do think we have the benefit of being in that. Uh, division which we were last year, too, though. Yeah, and they weren't very strong, we right? Didn't, you know, we kind of tanked. So, I hope I mean, our pitching seems to be better this year than anything that we had going last year. Uh, hopefully, we can you know score some runs. Seems like we've had a lot of games go so deep and into extra innings and stuff, too, yeah. which always makes me a little nervous with our bullpen, but it is nice to um, get a good start going. On, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: The bullpen, the bullpen is a little better uh, this year, though. I think they have a few more uh, power arms down there with, yeah. with Lopez, uh, you know, Jorge Lopez and, and Duran at the end of it. They, they keep trotting out Emilio Pagan, though, which always worries me. Thankfully, they brought him in in a five-run lead situation last night. So when he gave up his run, which is almost mandatory, it seems for him, it didn't hurt the team too bad. But, uh, but he's certainly one guy you look at and go, why do they still have Emilio Pagan? But they do have quite a few other good relief pitchers who, you know, and they went a few years ago, I called their bullpen a bunch of thumbers. Uh, just nothing but curveball, curveball, curveball. Now they've yeah. got some flamethrowers down there.
1: They do. And I agree with you. Um, I don't know why they keep bringing that guy out. And I think you've said it before on the podcast. Yes. And they continue to.
0: I don't know. Um, what the deal is. And,
1: I, and I'm sure some of it is we maybe don't realize, you know, who's available, who's pitched, who's arm hurts, who's, you know, things like that. Some of those guys – you're like, there's maybe a reason you don't think your arm ever hurts because right. you don't throw hard enough and it's getting ripped every time. But um, I, we over the couple of years that we've been doing this or whatever, you know, that has been one thing we've always talked about was our bullpen and how you yeah. see the other arms in the division. You know, what Cleveland had and the White Sox and everybody else, just as far as how hard their guys throw in relief. And you know, our guys are clipping low nineties and these guys are at one hundred and two. So it's yeah. nice to see us address that. Get some of those arms, or develop, or whatever we've done. But it is nice to have that because that makes that makes such a big difference.
0: Yeah, no doubt uh, it does. Uh, you got to have guys who can come in and shut it down. And when they went to the runner at second base uh, in extra innings, yeah. that should have told everyone: okay, you need strikeout relievers that are going right. to pitch in the tenth inning. And we didn't do that. We had pitch-to-contact relievers when they had Colame as the closer. Uh, he's a pitch-to-contact reliever. Well, that doesn't help you when you're starting with a guy at second base. You need somebody to no. come in and strike guys out. They finally figured that out this year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence with that whole rule It just probably back to the old-school traditional stuff, but I get you know, all of the changes that they've made um, when it comes to speeding the game up. I'm a huge fan of kind of how that's gone, and I think that's been really good for the fan experience, but I agree with you when you start a guy on second it isn't really hard in the majors for them to get to third no. with less than two outs obviously it's really easy to score that run but even that you know we can we can score two runs and still blow that lead in, in the extra innings too yeah. like we did against the Red Sox whatever that was a couple of weeks ago uh, that was horrible yeah but that was our catcher i think we no i think i talked about that with snow wasn't yeah. it with the our catcher that just was yeah, horrible that butchered game, it. But
0: yeah, Christian Vasquez. Yeah. He came over with yep. the reputation of being this great defensive catcher. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Now we're going to get into hopefully some nice weather. So the Twins games at home, and obviously, just like just like uh, the college guys and stuff too. It's got to feel so much better now to have this nice weather for their yeah. arms and yep. just everything's got to feel a little better. So hopefully, it only enhances our pitching staff.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it's a statistical, you know, uh, proven fact that the vast majority of warm weather type of players, in particular, the Latin players, they do better when the weather warms up uh, April and it tends to be their worst uh, month at the plate. And then once you get into May and June, the warmer weather, uh, then then they start to warm up too. And the twins do have a lot of Latin players. So maybe that'll get things going once the weather
1: warms. Yeah, we have a, a few guys from way down South Dominican or whatever on our college team here, and it's just – it's crazy when their hands and the way the ball pops off their bat. That would be kind of a fun thing to see in person, you know, like just their pickup games and stuff when they're younger. There has got to be so much crazy talent down there between their live arms and their hitting. It's just different. It's different.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Lefty, thanks so much. Have a great time this weekend.
1: Thanks, Todd. Have a good trip back to North Dakota. (laughs) Yes,
0: Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.